Hey everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and the brightest in the world of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. There are some guests that her host dreams about, ones that may seem out of reach. And if you know me, I'm an eternal optimist, and I truly believe in manifesting your dreams. And today, one of them has come true. My guest today is considered the holy grail of guests, elusive by nature, mysterious by design. And I called in all my favors. I called Jeff. I called Ryan. Every string I could to unlock this very special guest. And without further ado, my guest, please welcome the LinkedIn algorithm. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Adam. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And and you know this has been in the works for a long time. And I mean, I really had to, uh, as they say, put all put all my chips in, all my cards on the table. But we made it work, and I'm thrilled to have you here. So. Let's let's hit the rewind button here because I think it's important to really unpack your career journey, and uh, so my listeners can really see what it takes to get to the top of the uh, the algorithm food chain. Well, so let's uh, yeah, let's uh, let's bring it back here. So when when you were just a young algo, you know, growing up, well, first and foremost, um, do you prefer to be called the LinkedIn algorithm? Can I call you algo, algo, algae? Algo is great. Yeah, okay, thank cool. you. Thank cool. you. I'll go. I, I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. again, you know, thank you for your time. I know, you know, how valuable it is, especially if you got to step away from the platform. That's uh, yeah, we're probably going to shut down for the next 30 minutes, but that's okay. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, well, well worth it too. So let's take it back to your story. So from, from mm-hmm. what I understand from our research, when you were just in young Algo, you know, growing up on the Mead streets of Brooklyn, working odd jobs here and there, living in that strong, tight knit immigrant Algo community, what, what were those early dreams you had? You know, did you ever dream of being the algo in one of the most dominant feeds in the social media world? You know, I had the dream, Adam, but I didn't ever think it would be LinkedIn, to be honest, because I always kind of looked at LinkedIn like it was a job seekers, you know, the place where people would put their resume. I thought I looked at things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I mean, MySpace was still around when you were born. My, MySpace was, was pretty hot when I was around, yeah. And so, uh, I, I you know, I always had the vision. I always felt like I was good enough to be one of the players, a, a top social media platform and represent the algorithm the way I wanted to represent all algorithms. But but no, I, I can't say that I thought it would be actually in LinkedIn. So you never really had imposter syndrome going up, growing up. You always knew that you were going to be a, a, a big time algo. Well, I always had the vision, you know, not to say I didn't doubt myself. I mean, there was definitely times when I thought am I might have good enough algorithm to, you know, to do work for a place like LinkedIn. And of course, you know, um, I consulted with other algorithms. I mean, you have to get around good people that, that are in the same yeah. community of you. 
And yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna unpack that career story, but I think it's really important on the podcast to talk about where you know where folks come from. And let's talk about your your mom and dad. Um, you're still close to them. They were data scientists, correct? Yes, yes, they were both of them. Loved them dearly. And and what was what was their background? Where where did they work? If you don't mind sharing. Um, in sunny Sunnyvale, California. Yeah, they, that's where they founded LinkedIn, and um, that's originally where I got my start. And um, they mean the world to me. You know the way they designed me and. I know they put a lot of love and care into me, and uh, and I, I hope that shows. I hope that comes through every day. Yeah, and I think it's important for anyone, any aspiring algorithms out there to understand, you know, your education. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How much did your education predict your future success? Well, all my education. Yeah, all my education was most of it was learned on the spot um, through my parents. So when I was like two, I was already solving you know, algorithm type problems, they'd show me a, a feed or they'd show me something and I'd have to, you know, I just wanted to eat. I just wanted some baby food, but no, I had to solve the algorithm problem, you know? And so I was doing Rubik's cubes by the time I was two and a half. Um, I knew four different languages by the time I was four. So, um, yeah, and I was kind of forced into it, but it was didn't good. You, didn't you solve the Pythagorean theorem by the time you were seven? I did. Yeah. Six and a half. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's, count, who's, who's counting there? So yeah. you progressed. You made it through university. I think you were the youngest algo to to graduate uh, with a PhD degree in computer science and and data coding, right? Yes, yes, I was. Yeah, sixteen That's actually. It. So wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're the Doogie Hauser of algorithms. Yeah, I well, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit humble at him, but I think I did quite well. Cool. So let let's talk about this. I mean. Uh, you know, early days, Reed Hoffman, Jeff Weiner. I mean, how did you how did you even get into Did you apply to LinkedIn? How did you go about getting the, the interview and eventually landing the job as a LinkedIn algorithm? Well, it's kind of like good content. You know, you put out so much stuff, you try to do so, so much good. And then uh, typically, if it's in front of the right people, they notice and they seek you out. And so um, when it was when it was time for me to take that professional journey and leave school, leave my degrees and that kind of stuff in the past, then um, LinkedIn had reached out to me. And that's when I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure about them. You know, I didn't know if they were going to be the right platform for me. I just had other things in mind and um, wasn't sure what the future held, but I gave them a chance. I mean, let's, let's bring it back. I mean, we're talking 2004, 2005 here. I mean, back then LinkedIn was pretty much, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it was just seen as a job board. I mean, I remember uh, I was working in marketing and advertising in New York here. And uh, I look back at some of my early contacts and it was straight up networking it was a place where you had to post your job your your your, yeah. your background and people were using it for jobs and obviously it's more so much in in the last 15 years since then and we'll get to that but uh it was it was it was a different place so tell us a little bit about your first interaction your first conversations with jeff weiner and reed hoffman and, and what did you learn from them um i mean a, a extraordinary vision you know they what the platform is today people don't realize is that they, they always had this vision for it it just took a long time for us to get there and you know, I, I don't want to get get a little bit emotional talking about it, but, you know, a lot of my, my friends and family, you know, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't understand um, why I was taking this job. You know, they thought I should do something else and they, they doubted it. And, um, you know, to see it where it is today and what we're doing today is really special for me because not a lot of people thought that we'd get there. I mean, you had a vision. I mean, what were your parents and friends? What were they, what was their vision? Where did they expect you to, to end up in life? Well, they wanted me to go to Facebook um you know myspace was around way back then um twitter you know they thought i'd start some you know go to some newer platform that maybe like a tiktok you know some of these newer ones that are popping up but didn't um, pinterest didn't pinterest come calling also yeah yeah they were i was interviewed with them yeah yeah it was close honestly but 
But what was it about Jeff and uh, Reed that really said, you know what, the, these guys have a vision. This yeah. is something I want to be part of long term. Yeah, I think for me, Adam, it was, you know, the business community element of it. You know, I saw the Facebooks and some of the other platforms and what LinkedIn had that I was really attracted to was they uh, they, they were building a true business community where people could come and help, e- help each other's businesses grow. And there was personal development involved. And to me, I just saw that as a really special, unique place. If we could really build it the way we thought we could, that we could, it could turn into something special. I love it. That's tremendous. So let's get into some algo talk for a little bit here. Algo language here. Early days of LinkedIn, it was text-based and then photos and then came the video revolution and then live streaming. I love if you could kind of just walk us through a timeline, like talk about those early days, you know, when it was, when it was just simple text posts, right? Like what, what, what really, you know, helped drive that algorithm? What were some of those factors, if you don't mind sharing? I mean, we could talk about some past stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I can only, obviously I can only say so much, but um, you know, in real time, because the algo is changing all the time. It, yeah, I'm always changing. Even like since that you asked me that question, we just changed. So it's yeah, it's happened in real time. Um, but no, to your point, I mean, it was very, it was text based, right? I mean, we were we were very focused on text, and we wanted to push text out there uh, because one, not a lot of people were just putting out content in general. So we had to start somewhere. And to get the feed going, it was easier for people to start creating text posts. And then, you know, it took us a little while, the, the engineers there and, and us to kind of figure out what does video look like for a business social media platform? We didn't want it to look like Facebook or Instagram or some of these other platforms. We were trying to figure out how do we implement video in, uh, in a business type community. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about some of your your dark days and you know, an algorithm, uh, you know, typically feeds off of a drug and uh, it's pretty, you know, it's sad what's happening in the algo community, the uh, dopamine uh, epidemic and the need to always chase it, chase, chasing that dopamine dragon. Um, what, what steps have you done in your personal life to really uh, fight the urge for that dopamine, for that quick hit, for that quick fix? Because lots of algorithms are known for delivering that. That's what keeps it going, right? You need that. You need yeah. that dopamine hit. You need those vanity metrics. You need the likes and the engagement and the shiny buttons and lights. Yeah, and you you would think being an algorithm that I would be immune to some of this stuff, and the reality is um, that I wasn't. Um, the dopamine hit me, and as I was creating more of it and providing that hit of, for people to boost their post, it began to grow on me, and I, be, I became a little bit addicted to it. There was one point. I mean that, you know, I almost, I almost pulled the power cord. Wow. You know, I mean, you're once, you're once referred to as a Walter White of, of, of dopamine. Yes. I mean, you, you created yes. the, the blue dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's very powerful. And, um, you know, hundreds of millions of people have access to it. And so, um, I do consider myself a little bit like that Walter character where I'm a little bit, you know, I just kind of took it and ran with it a little bit edgy sometimes, but I, I, you know, I have to pull myself back and remember why I'm doing it because yeah, you can, you can spiral down a dark path if you're not careful with the, the dopamine and the algorithm. So what, what advice would you give to anyone out there who's hooked on the D? Who's what? I'm sorry. They're, they're hooked, on, hooked on the dopamine. You know, I, I think it's important to remember why you're on the platform in the first place. And so sometimes it can get very uh, addicting that you want your, your posts to do well. And that's all you start caring about. And pretty soon you're doing posts like, you know, if you had to pick one, which would you choose peanut butter or jelly? You know, well, and that's and, and what kind of spaghetti do you like? So, you know, yeah. So it's getting, it can get pretty sad, you know, out there. So yeah. if you remember why you're on the platform and the impact that you want to make, 
it's really about the impact. I mean, let's talk about that yeah. for a second, right? I mean, there's always kind of these trendy things going out there, the memes, the gifts, uh, and polls. Let's talk about polls for a minute here. Why are polls doing so well on the platform? Why are you letting polls get out of control? Yeah. I mean, you know, and people are taking advantage of it, man. People bring uh, the spaghetti yeah, meatballs, uh, peanut butter yeah. jelly. It's just, it's turning it into a dumpster fire, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I do monitor it, Adam, you know, but um, I have let, let polls do their thing. I've let them uh, create a significant amount of reach for people. Um, but because we wanted to start conversations, we want people to ask questions and then to respond. And we thought, thought that that would foster more community and more quality conversations. And I do see there's times when I can look at it and say, have I gone too far? You know, have I allowed, po- have I allowed polls to do too much where it's taken over the platform? So how do you control that as an algorithm, right? Like, cause like, listen, I'm very mindful about, I, I, I see the people out there that are doing these polls just for the numbers, just so they could build their total views and everything. And there's some good conversations that come from the silly ones, but when you do it day in and day out, it becomes repetitive and it becomes a hack. How do you stop the hackers? I mean, there's a whole group, there's a whole big contingency on LinkedIn that is engagement potters. They are trying to game you. They are trying to get inside of you and take advantage yeah. of you. How does that make you feel that a tremendous group of people, these engagement potters, are out there trying to take advantage of you? It's tough, you know. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, you spend all your time, you dedicate your entire life to making this platform to where it's fair for everybody and they can post their content and get the kind of reach that they should be getting. And then you've got these people out here who are trying to game me. And I know they are, Adam. Does it hurt you? Does it hurt you? Yeah, of course it hurts me. I mean, of course. I mean, you're an algo. You have feelings. Of course. I mean, yes. I mean, I, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say I cried sometimes about it. You know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, you know, um, and, and it just pains me to see it, that people are trying to kind of backdoor me and find ways to trick me. I mean, what are your thoughts? Even like you're being attacked by third party bots. I mean, how do you fight off the bots? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are tricky. You know, those are tricky because they just come out of nowhere. It's almost like Terminator, right? You're fighting the machines. Yeah, I kind of am. That be sort of become a Terminator in a way because I'm fighting off the bots and I'm fighting off some of the people. So I'm actually kind of a modern day Terminator where I'm, I'm you know, usually you think you're fighting the bots or you're on the human side. I'm actually, no, I'm actually in both of them. I'm right in the middle of this war. So. so so whose side are you on though? Are you on the user side? Are you on the platform side? Is it hard? Like you just, you have too many masters? Well, I'd like to, to think that there's only one side, you know, and that's, that's the community that we're, we're trying to create and grow. And so my job as the algorithm is to hopefully make this community the best possible community it can be. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, you face third party. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. First, I'd like to thank you all for spending time with me and my guest on the podcast. This show was my canvas to showcase amazing people from the world of recruiting, entrepreneurship and leadership and unpack their career journeys for everyone to learn from. But this show is also a business generator for me, as well as creating thought leadership and endless amazing content. And I've taken what I've learned in the past three years and over 200 recorded and 100 live shows and distilled it down into a digital playbook that I call the Pause Course. Now you could learn how I build, manage, and produce the podcast and use it to drive real business development and relationships. Today, I'm sharing all of my secrets behind the podcast, and you can get it all at thepausecourse.com. This course is for anyone, whether you're starting out or an advanced podcaster using it for B2B, a B2C, it's filled with all of my insights, learnings, tips, tricks, and templates. So get it now at thepausecourse.com and learn all my secrets. Thanks. 
I mean, I love it. I mean, let's talk about some of the good stuff here. I love when I open up my feed and I see that the algorithm that you are supporting people announcing really good jobs, people that have been struggling for jobs. You're upping the views on a job seeker post, people who are really doing good stuff, charity stuff, good stuff. But in the same breath also, I see a lot of these old viral posts being recirculated. I see a lot of these, uh, you know, beauty queens and workout kings out there. You know, those posts are getting tons of engagement. Is there anything you could do to stop that? Or is that just human nature? How does, an algo, how does an algo day in and day out balance human nature, human wants, human desires versus what you think people actually want to see and read? Yeah. And I, I just want to say, too, that it is difficult. And I just want to say, too, that Adam, I also see your post. I personally take a look at your post. I see when you're Thank going you. off off the cuff, you know, when, when you're getting out there, I can I, see. I appreciate sometimes that. I have to just kind of simmer it down, you know, because it's a little it's a little crazy. But it's a little ranty. I, that's my I style. I do see you there. Yeah, that. I do see you. And I try to support you. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, I can't control everything because then it's a dictatorship that I'm not really an algorithm, right? So I have to kind of pick my spots and well, I have to let certain things come to me and let people run with certain things, even if I don't feel like that's what should be promoted. It's a good point. It's a good point that you're not solely making the decision. There's lots of factors that go into it. So it really is uh, a democracy. What's, what's, you know, what's one of the biggest misconceptions about you, about the algorithm? Um, I think that they think that I favor text over video. And that's just not true. It's not true. I don't, I don't, you know, I look at your video I, guy, your well, video guy, I'm no, the cover I, video guy. You the like thing is, Adam, I am an equal opportunity algorithm. So I, you know, text, video, polls, um, polls, I, I'm not gonna lie, I have to push those a little bit more, but between text and video, um, I think it's just people think that I favor video or favor text, but I, I don't, it's just easier to consume text post if the text post is counted you know a view for a text is counted if some if i just scrolls past your feed that's a view or a video has got to be at least three seconds yeah it's an interesting one too because there'll be times i'm sitting with my wife on the couch and maybe it's late night and she's watching you know a show that i'm not really into and i'm scrolling i don't know if i want to click on that video and get the sound and have her looking over at me saying what the hell are you doing over there so right. I, I i totally get it sorry let's let's get to the good stuff here this is okay. an exclusive right this is you know it took me a lot of work to set up this interview. And I'm super appreciative of the folks over at Linky Dink. I really, you know, thank them for helping me set this up. It means a lot to the podcast and our listeners out there, but let's give the listeners what they want. Hmm. What is the algorithm secret sauce? What is the way to your heart? What are you made well, of? If you really want to get to my heart, Adam, I love a good emotional story. I love a good story about rags to riches story, a good heartfelt story. You know, maybe about someone that um, walked 50 miles to get to the job interview and with no shoes, got thrown rocks at them on the way up, got in there, um, cussed out the secretary, and then um, uh, literally fell down, um, hit their head, got a concussion, went to the hospital, came back to the office, and then was promoted to the CEO two days later. That's a, And that's a realistic story. You know, it's, that story... It's what motivates and moves. It's motivates. So, yeah. But no, on serious note, I mean, I do love, you know, the emotional, heartfelt stories tend to pull on my heartstrings and tend to maybe get a little bit more reached than some of the other ones. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. And I got to ask you, right. I mean, I got banned the other day. I got thrown in LinkedIn jail and it's a terrible dark place. I mean, it's dark. You can't see on the inside. You can only look from the outside in. It's terrible. What's the deal with all these recent bands, man? Are you, are you cracking down on stuff? Are you cracking down on the, on the pods and the bots and the third party applications. What's happening there, man? Tell us, well, give us the inside uh, take. I mean, honestly, I am trying to crack down, but part of it too, Adam, is this we're growing so fast that 
I'm trying to delegate different responsibilities. And sometimes when you do that, you lose track of and you lose control of who's getting banned and who's getting not. So, um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, Matt. We pulled you out of jail. I made sure I was there right away when, when it happened and we got you out. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's part of our, it's part of our growing pains right now. We, we want to limit the people that are not treating the, pl- the platform the way we think they should be treating it. But we also are running into issues where maybe it's a little overcompensating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I got, I got thrown in LinkedIn jail because it said I was looking at too many profiles too quickly and the algorithm, you caught me and you, you didn't know my background. You didn't look at my profile. You mm-hmm. didn't look at my profile and see that I was a recruiter. If you took yeah. a moment to look at my profile, I'm sorry, I got to give you a little bit of feedback here. If you took a moment, I know you're moving fast and you have a lot of things to look at all day long, 24-7, but you would have seen that I'm a recruiter and the reason I'm looking at profiles all day is because it's what I do. And sometimes good people get falsely accused and luckily, you know, the wheels of justice worked in the right way and I was exonerated and I, th- and I appreciate that. And actually, you know what? Those 22 hours away from LinkedIn... Um, it was good for me. I mean, even this half hour right now, you stepping away from the platform, I think it's going to be good for you too, looking back on it. Um, you know, as, as a self-proclaimed entrepreneur, how important has passion been when deciding to be a real force of algorithmic change? Well, I mean, I'd like to think that um, I try to promote the posts that provide the most passion, you know, the posts that are really going to fuel other users and fuel our communities that when they get on the platform, they're not just seeing... A job description they're not just saying here's one tip to do this they're seeing real life stories real life passion real life uh, moments that people are sharing with this community i think that's one of the most beautiful things about our our platform is that yeah it's, it's sure it's a business community but also people are sharing actual stories and things that are happening in real life and you you get to see the emotional side of that the personal side of that too I love it. And, and let's bring it home here. Let's, let's, let's talk about personal stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. Most people don't know. I mean, the algo, you're, you're real and you have a life and you have wants and you have desires and you want to feel loved and you want to yeah. feel connection. Tell, tell us a little bit. What's, what's dating been like for you, especially during the pandemic? Well, honestly, I mean, it's, it's been really good. You know, I mean, I'm a bit of a player. Uh, just throwing that out there. Okay. I'm not trying to, um, you know, bolster anything, but I do like, I've been dating, I've been dating around a lot, you know, Tinder, Bumble. I mean, their algorithms. Obviously, you've seen them. They're they're good looking. That Bumble nice. algo is kind of good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, me and her, we, we did have a falling out. You know, and, and it wasn't it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm that one was a tough one. But I mean, you know, I mean there's hint there's hinge now, so I moved on and stuff. But you know, dating. Luckily for me, I'm all digital. So it's all digital. It's all gravy, baby. You know, it's all I can just log on. I can get right into their systems. I can actually get in the algorithm and just start. Just start going. You know what I mean? I'll just kind of get in there. Yeah. You know, the way yeah. that all goes hard. I mean, I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting, right? I mean, you think about in this, in this day and age, you know, what it really means to date. And, um, you know, you were digital first, so you've always been online, and this is the world that you're living in. I mean, when we talk about legacy. Are, 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 are kids in your future little algies running around? Oh, I don't know about that. You know, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how things go. You know, I don't know. But, you know, there's all kinds of digital ways to connect now and, and get things done, you know, non-fungible tokens. There's non other things that, that, you know, sexual you know, things that we can do that, that digital platforms have available to us. And so, I don't know, we'll see, you know, I try to, you know, I'm be safe. Obviously I use protection. Anytime I talk to another algorithm, I'm, I'm keeping the digital distance and the digital gaps. So I'm not, out there just running crazy but um we'll see we'll see if something spawns from uh from this i don't know you got to practice safe digital out there folks appreciate it so let's 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 bring it home here you know in your in your own words you know when when your time comes to leave this universe 
how do you want to be remembered? What's going to be your legacy, uh, Algo? Probably just that I pushed poles a little too much. You know, just a pole pusher. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Um, I want to. Um, I want to be remembered as the person that helped build the largest business community in the world and that brought people together for all types of different opportunities. I think that's if there's one thing that I could help really facilitate. It's just you know we have the opportunity in this community to change people's lives, to get them their dream job, to land them their dream client, to hire the people that they need for their team. So I think for me, it's just. The legacy of bringing uh, great people together and creating a ton of great opportunities. I love it. And I'd be remiss of not asking this hot topic. I mean, what, what are your thoughts when people say that LinkedIn is in Facebook? Does that hurt you? What do you feel about that? Are you offended? Well, are you proud of that? I mean, I'm proud that we're not Facebook, but I think when they say that, I think what they're insinuating is that you can't share personal things on there. And I don't agree with that. You know, I think that people should be sharing personal anecdotes and, and things that they're experiencing in their life and their business. Business is personal. Yeah, business, business is personal. Is personal. Business is just a group of people that are trying to accomplish a goal, right? So, um, I'm glad that we're, we're not we're not Facebook, you know, and uh, I think uh, that's a good thing for us and our vision. But but I do think that people, if you're just going on there and it's all business and uh, it's all very buttoned up, I think you're missing an opportunity to share your personality a little bit. Tremendous, and I really appreciate you uh, sharing that. Um, I'll go. You know, th this I'm podcast. Just th quick question, because we're. Uh, we're a couple, 30 minutes into a couple a more minutes. Well, 30 minutes. I'm good in time, but we're 30 minutes into a complete shutdown of LinkedIn. So I think that, I think I think they're gonna I think people need this time out, right? Okay. I think when yeah. people come back and they listen to this, they're gonna see the real value because that's what I bring. Okay. I bring value okay. to it. But I, I'd be remiss. I mean, this podcast, the podcast is my master class. I get to interview amazing folks like yourself and gain a world of wisdom here. And this is my master class. Right? I mean, maybe I'll repurpose it and sell it on, on LinkedIn because I know everyone's selling courses there. But what is the single greatest piece of advice that you have ever received, Algo, that you take action on every single day? Hmm. Never forget where you came from. Never forget where you came from. My data scientist, when I was, you know, when I was doing the Rubik's Cube, like I said, at two years old, uh, and I, you know, four different languages learned, you know, by most kids were in kindergarten, um, and they just, they taught me a lot of amazing things young. And then as I got older, um, and we, it was a struggle. It was tough. We went through a lot of tough times as a family too. And so um, every you know milestone that I hit and I found success, you know, the PhD at 16 and all this you know crazy stuff and then landing at LinkedIn and now seeing the success. I always, when I, when I call my dad, you know, um, I can't really call him since I'm in the algorithm, but I, I'll feed through his channels and stuff and try to wire my way in and stuff, you know, how I can. It's sometimes it's a, it's a little creepy for him, but it works. Um, he always reminds me that I should never forget where I came from. I never, and he'll just kind of, he'll just hold a Rubik's cube at him and he'll just, he'll just give it a couple twists. And I know when he does that, it's never forget where you came from. That's powerful. And, and last but not least, you know, you look back on your life and you think about those times that were tough when you were coming up, you know, when people didn't believe in you yeah, and you were the underdog. And you had to reach down and harness that inner tenacity and pull yourself up. And on the flip side, where you're sitting now, almost 800 million people on this platform, the most active, exciting, and thrilling, connecting, actual difference-making platform on social media. And you want to show gratitude. What keeps you focused in life? What is your compass? LinkedIn algorithm, what is your North Star? Hmm. Well, the North Star is... Um is that I feel like I had a, um, such an incredible opportunity uh, with my parents and how I grew up. And um, 
I'm very grateful for, for what I had and what was instilled in me. And I, my North Star is I want to make sure that everyone has that same type of opportunity that, that people, even if they didn't come from, you know, maybe a great household or maybe they had a rough couple jobs or maybe they didn't get the education that they want, that they still have the opportunity to go out there. And uh, because of the way I'm going to spin their post and get them exposed, that they, uh, they can meet the right people and they can learn the right things and they can uh, create the right kind of opportunities for them, no matter where they're at or what they've been through. I'll go. This has been powerful. This has been fantastic. Um, you know, everyone listening, I really hope that you learned something here. I hope you really got some insight into the LinkedIn algorithm, what it's like to be an algo, what the algo deals with, a little bit of the personal side. Thank you for, for sharing a little bit about your dating life. I think people can find that really insightful. Algo, where could folks connect with you? Where could they find you? Where could they learn more? Oh, just LinkedIn. Yeah, just LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm always, I'm always there except for now. And like I said, uh, we expect a crash. You know, hopefully we'll get back online in the next 30 minutes but it could, it could be longer yeah i've never been away this long so well, we'll just say well I, you know i think yeah. i think you might need a little holiday break i think you know i think uh um i hear tulum is really nice in december yeah t- actually tinder the tinder algorithm wanted to go there so we'll we'll see <laughs> oh, cool good stuff yeah, well we're gonna have to catch up with you after the year well i'll go i want to thank yeah. you so much for your time and everyone thank listening you. at home thank you for spending time with us today we appreciate you know where to find out more at the podcast.com follow us on other social media channels remember if you like this show leave a review or rating it goes a long way Remember, take care of each other, look out for one another, and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search the podcast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.